are so thankful that you are all here uh, in person or online, like I like to say, in the future. Er, er, er. Um, at this time, we do have a very special treat for you, so please help me in welcoming up our very own Home Church Choir.
Man, that was fantastic, right guys? Yeah. We are not stopping the, the music quite yet. We actually have one of our very own teens from our youth group, Andrew Millam. He's going to be playing on the piano for you. So give it up for Andrew. Wow, can we give him another hand? Oh my gosh. And can we give our choir another hand, please? Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, this morning, church, I'm so excited. We are going to dedicate a little baby. Amen. If I could have, if I could please have... Uh, uh, Mike Crawl and Lisa Crawl come up with your, your precious little child this morning. 
<clears throat> you guys could just stand here and face me. I appreciate it. It says in Matthew 19, 13, 14 right here, it says, Then the people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples, that's me and Matt and Mike and who knows who else, rebuked them. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Look at that little guy. <laughs> Let me see here. Hold on. So real, real quick, this is, this is for you two right here, you two parents right here. This day signifies not only your faith in, Christ, in the Christian religion, but also you desire that Everett may know and follow the will of God and may live a Christian life as well as he follows your exampleship. And so I want to ask you, will you do so by the help of God? If so, answer, we will. We will. Be the example, love and teach and show him that Christ is the center of your guys' life. If so, say, we will. So now I ask the congregation, will you commit yourself, the body of Christ? I know we say we will, but will you congratulate them at, at the end? Will you come up to them at the end of the service? Will you be there for them in this young, little, precious child, Everett, right here? I ask you, will you commit yourself as the body of Christ to support and encourage these parents as they endeavor to fulfill their responsibilities to this child and to assist by nurturing his growth toward the spiritual life? If so, respond, we will. We will. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Our loving Heavenly Father, we here now dedicate in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Everett, to you, Lisa, and Mike. Lord, I want to thank you for this precious couple who have an amazing testimony they have been through so much, good and crazy, and yet they're standing here today in your holy presence. I pray that their house may be built upon the rock for their other children, but for this morning we pray for Everett, God, that you would just anoint this young man. I plead the blood of Jesus over his life, over his future. I pray this young man would sell out for you days to come, and we pray a protection around him and his family. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. May I hold this little guy? Of course. Man, I'm a little nervous here. Hold on. How's it going, buddy? Let's see here. Let's see if you'd like to say anything. It's okay. It's okay. Do you want to hold the mic, bud? Isn't he cute? Can we give him a hand? Amen. It's a future pastor right here. All right. Thank you so very much. Let's give him a hand, folks. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and I have this for you real quick. We've got a little Bible for Everett. It's a blue Bible, okay? Look, he's looking at it already. He likes it. This is from the home church staff. 
and here's a certificate for you guys too. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so very much. Amen. Miss Anita. Don't we have a wonderful church family? Yeah, I'm so happy and proud to be part of this church. Merry Christmas, everybody. Christmas is such a fun time of the year. We get to eat all kinds of goodies, see friends and family, and best of all, we receive gifts. Christmas is a time for presents. It's a time for giving gifts to show others that you care about them. It's a time for receiving presents, too. We all have visions of unwrapping that very, very special gift that was under the tree. You might get a guitar from your parents, or you might get a special toy from your uncle and aunt. Maybe grandma bought you some really cool shoes that you wanted. When people give you a gift, they're showing that they care about you. Whenever we, we receive a gift, it's very important to say thank you. But have you ever stopped to think about the gifts you received in the past? Toys always look great on TV, but when you get them home, they don't seem to be as great. And it doesn't take long for the fun to go away, and you're looking in the future for a better, funner toy. Your toys and your friends will never make you completely happy. There's only one gift in the whole world that you will never, ever get tired of. Do you know who the best gift giver is? The Bible tells us in the book of James that every good present and every perfect gift comes from above, from the Father who made the sun, the moon, and the stars. Think of all the good things you have in your life. Do you have food to eat, water to drink? Those are gifts from God. Do you have a place to sleep and a roof over your head? Those are gifts from God. These gifts don't come in fancy bags or boxes with bows, but they still are presents from God. The most exciting things in your life and the most ordinary things that you use every day are gifts from God. From the vegetables on your plate to the bicycle outside, God gives you everything that you have. God's gift will never grow old or outdated, and you definitely won't need batteries for it. This gift gets better and better as the years go by. The gift I'm talking about is Jesus. A gift doesn't do much good if you don't open it. God gave you the gift of salvation. All you have to do is open it and accept it. Everyone loves to receive gifts. As you receive your gift this Christmas, don't forget to thank God for the very best gift of all. He is the perfect gift giver. Have a Merry Christmas, and I'll see you guys second service. What a great way to start this service, huh? And now you have to listen to me, so sorry. It's a quick set of announcements. Christmas card boxes are in the foyer where our future welcome center will be. So feel free to put Christmas cards in the boxes in alphabetical order by last name. 
And don't forget to check them throughout the Christmas season to pick up cards that might be addressed to you. Christmas play practice is today after second service and Tuesday night at 6 p.m. These are for everybody involved. So if you're involved in the play, please show up. Christmas Eve service is December 24th at 5 p.m. This is where we will be unveiling the Christmas play. So if you are involved in the Christmas play, please be there. And if you are not, also please be there. (laughs) Invite your whole family. And when we say invite your whole family, uh, we're talking like biblically. So go out and invite your neighbors and (laughs) random people you see on the street corner. Let's pack the place and use this as... uh, as a ministry event, um, as well as a feeding event for our congregation. At this time, we're going to enter into our time of giving and worship. We do give three ways to give your tithes and offerings at the church. Online, go to our website, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. You can do it in person, go to the box in the back of the sanctuary, or you can go through the U.S. Postal Service, Just find any eligible mailbox. (laughs) At this time, if I could everybody bow their heads, we will enter our time of prayer. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful to be able to be here in your presence today. We ask that you would accept these uh, offerings through tithes, through worship, through our choir and piano music today, and that you would take them, accept them, and multiply them to further your will on this earth. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate that, my brother. Um, Before we move any further, I'd like right now, uh, I believe we need to stand as a church. We need to pray for our brother. Uh, Michael Johnson, he had a heart attack this morning. We want to lift him up this morning. Having you know, life is short. And um, we don't know, but we do want to thank God that he's still with us here today. Amen. And uh, so, Michael, if you're watching online, we want to say we love you. And if I could have, uh, is my sister Jeannie here this morning? Jeannie, Miss Jeannie, could you come please and say a prayer for Mike? For the, his heart. Amen. Let's bow our heads, church, this morning as we pray for our brother. Amen. Father God Almighty, I thank you that I got to see Mike this morning and that his eyes were open and, and they were doing tests. And Father, I pray that you continue to bring complete healing. Father, that you would restore him to health. And then, Father, I pray for Ruthie here this morning, Father, that you would comfort her, that you would be with her, that you would be in every moment of her life in the moments to come, Father God, as they move through this. In the very strong name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, sister. Appreciate that. Amen. This morning, we are going to be lighting the last Advent candle, and so if I could have my brother and uh, and his lovely wife, Michael and Omana, if you could please come, if you're here this morning, if you could please come, make your way here to the, to the front as we light our last candle. Amen. 
Can we give this beautiful couple a hand? Been faithful for many years. Amen. You come here. You come here, my brother. Yes. Awesome. You can stand here with me, with your wife. So we're going to light this candle, not yet, but in just in a moment after I read the after I read the verse this morning, it says, glory in the highest. This is the peace candle, the angel candle, peace. It says, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is, a, there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men amen, amen. let's light that last candle my brother yes Thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you. Let's give this beautiful couple a hand. Amen. Thank you, guys. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm ready to worship Jesus this morning. Amen. Who's ready to sing some Christmas songs? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll just go back to some work. Who's ready to sing Christmas songs? Yeah. Okay. When I take off my jacket, it's about to go down. <laughs> now, don't expect fireworks or anything. Just let's be ready for the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Amen. So hold on one second. Let me, let me work this out. Go to... One sec, ladies. Hold on. I'm going to make sure. Okay. <clears throat> Go tell, tell everybody. 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 Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Go tell it on the mountain. Over the hills and everywhere Go tell it on the mountain That Jesus Christ is born While shepherds kept their watching O'er silent flocks by night Behold throughout the heavens Shone a holy Jesus Christ is go tell it, yeah, tell it. 
Church, the shepherds feared and trembled when low above the earth rang out the angels' chorus that held up the Savior's birth. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Yeah, I say go. Hey! 
I am 
This morning you might not be able to play the drums or know how, but whatever you're gifted this morning, I pray to God that you're giving it to him this morning. If you have a gift, whatever that is, give it to him this morning. Amen. I want to sing at that first verse as we all give our gift to Christ this morning, this Christmas. Come, they told me. Come, they told me. A newborn king to see. A finest kiss we bring, yeah. A finest kiss we bring, To lay before the king, Sing with me, church.
Let's bow our heads this morning as we pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank and praise you for today. Prepare our hearts, Lord. Help us to bring our gifts to you, the living Christ, the precious Lord Jesus. Enable us, Lord, to have peace, peace within ourselves, and give that peace to others. Help us to give the love of Christ as a gift to all of those around us. And Lord, we pray a special blessing upon our pastor, the deliverer of your message today. Thank you for these beautiful songs. Thank you for the heart of our pastor who has prepared through the Holy Spirit to bring us your message. May we receive it in love and in joy. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing out that chorus one more time, Silent Night. Silent Night, Holy Night, all is calm, all is this morning. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Appreciate you, singers, musicians. We so appreciate you. Amen. Can we give our worship team a hand, too? Amen. Yes. Thank you. Hallelujah. Well, let me add the, the last time, folks, this is the last time of the year that I'm going to mention this, I promise. Uh, <laughs> you already know where I'm going with this. We only got two left right here on these ones, right here. Two left on the farm, uh, farmhouse uh, ornament right here. And uh, let's see, we got a few of these left. So I'm not sure if you got the, the home church uh, ornament right here. But isn't that pretty? Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that gorgeous? And then we got one, one le another one right here. Um, this is like many people's favorite right here. It's the gold one with the, uh, with the red H right here. Amen. Can we give our staff a hand for getting these done? Amen. Thank you. Thank you, amen. Amen. All right. Well, this morning, this message is going to be a real simple message, but at the same time, uh, a little different. Um, I believe the Lord has spoken to me, and um, I'm really excited to preach this message. We got uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. You want to turn there with me? If you brought your Bibles, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Genesis, one of my favorite books in the Bible. Um, 
something popped out at me. So I want to share it with you. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let, what's that next word? Let, thank you, brother. Let them, hopefully the whole church can be in one. Let I think we got a, a few rebellious ones. Hold on, we're going to do it again. Let, and if you didn't do it that time, that's between you and God. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Even those little creepy crawlies, you know, those little ones that you love so much in the house? That are, no? Okay. I know somebody likes, who, who likes spiders? Who likes spiders? We got, okay, we got a, who, where's Hannah? <laughs> Hannah, you, uh, Hannah, she, Hannah had a, Hannah had a spider. Do you still have him or is he dead? Two new ones. She names them. She loves spiders. And so I think that's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Uh, God is talking right here. God is stuck now with these words. He says, let them have dominion. He said, let us make but then he says, let them have dominion over the earth. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 3 says, holy, 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 the Lord is holy, which means faithful, faithful. The Lord is faithful, pure in motive. God has no ulterior motives. God did not say, let us have dominion. He said, let them have dominion. So he took himself out of the situation and said, man, human, me and you, is going to be in charge of the earth. Let them have dominion over the earth. He makes us responsible for our future. Human. How many you know a human is, is a spirit in a body? He says, the spirit in the body, the human, is going to dominate the earth. When God spoke that, he is saying, you have authority legally on this planet to have full dominion. Legally. If you have a spirit and a body, you're legal. I'm not talking about being legal in the United States or in Mexico, or in Africa. I'm talking about legally being a part, being able to live here on this earth. He says, you have dominion. You're legal. God cannot break his word, amen? Because God is holy. But then we go to chapter 3, verse 15, and God is telling the devil right here, you know what the law is, only spirits with bodies can come up in this place and can live on earth legally and dwell here legally, exist here legally. So what does Satan do? Satan goes to the serpent, negotiates for his body, right? Borrowed his body, then God cursed the serpent because the serpent wasn't meant to have a spirit in that body. But Satan goes into a dirt body he wants to use it because he knows he can't just be roaming and talking 
He has to be in a body. So he uses a serpent's body, and now the serpent is cursed because God cursed the serpent. How many know serpents used to have legs? I don't know about you, but scary, snakes are already scary enough. Can you imagine one with like a bunch of legs? That'd be freaky. He cursed the serpent. He lies to Eve. What does she do? She eats of the fruit, gives it to her husband. He eats of the fruit. And God's spirit can't dwell where there's sin. And so God makes a promise. What is that promise? It's right here, church. He makes a promise in the garden. Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming, Satan. He says, Lucifer, and I'm paraphrasing, church. Lucifer, you know I can't come right now because I don't have a a body. And if I was to do that, I would be a liar. But I'm holy. I'm just. I, I, I want to do things the right way. And you know I can't come right now, so I need a body. But the woman that you used is going to provide for me a physical body. And I'm going to come into her physically. I'm going to dwell in her physically. I'm going to, I'm going to live in her physically. I'm going to have a body that makes me legal. And I'm going to use that body to crush your head legally. Legally. I'm not like you. I'm not going to scoop to your level. He says, Satan, I I, I, know I don't got a body right now. But the woman that you used, I'm also going to use her to come inside of her. And I'm going to bruise your head. And take back the power you stole from them legally. And give it back to them legally. I'm going to give them back the authority you stole from them. You see, devil, I got authority in heaven right now. I have authority in heaven right now. I don't have it here on this earth. But I'm coming to earth and I promise you, I don't have it right now. I don't have the authority now, but it's going to happen. That's why when he rose from the dead and he made a declaration, he said, all authority now belongs in heaven and on earth. I don't have it now. But Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. He didn't have it. He didn't have a body. Why? Because he's holy. He could not come down without a body or he'd be breaking his own word. In a way, it's God's holiness. It's God's holiness that caused Christmas. It's his character. It's his integrity that made it necessary for the virgin to have this child. He needed a body. But he could not be in sin. He needed a body, but it could not be from a husband. He needed a miracle. So he told the devil, I promise you, 
this woman is going to handle you. I don't know about you, but if I was the devil, I would have been scared of that woman. My wife just said amen. (laughs) (laughs) Genesis chapter 3, right here, 15, right here, speaking of the woman, I love it right here. And I will put enmity between you and that woman and between your seed and her seed. She shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. What a promise. Merry Christmas. God said this woman is going to be your nightmare. This was the first nightmare before Christmas right here. Where do you think the movie got it from? The word enmity does not mean enemy. It means, I love this, it means, because you know, so many people know we serve a peaceful, loving God, which is true. But this word enmity means irreconcilable hostility. There will never be peace between you and this woman, Satan. And I'm going to design this woman in a way where the blood of the child won't mix with her blood. And that was the enmity he was talking about right there. Lisa, as you know this, when a woman carries a baby, the baby's blood is completely different from the mother's blood, and it never mixes because the placenta rests upon the womb, right? And God is telling the devil, you should should know, look one thing. You didn't know this, but when I was designing woman, when I was creating her, I was thinking about myself because I didn't want this to happen. I wasn't sure what was really, I, I, I didn't want this stuff, but I was thinking about myself because I might need a body. I might need a body. You see, we serve a God who makes preparation just in case. We serve a God who is about planning, a God who plans things out, amen? Because it even says he was slain when? Before the foundations of the world. He was already slain. He just needed a body. He just needed a body. He was already dead. God said, I don't want this fall, but just in case, the son is already dead, waiting to die. But he needs a body because spirits cannot die. Thank you, sister. Hey, spirits can't die. He need a body. I hope you, I'm excited about this one, folks. I, I, I'm reading this. I'm like, man, I've read this so many times. He, he gave them. He gave them. How frustrating that would be for God to give us and we squander I mean, think about it. If you, if you gave your kids the most precious thing that would, and they squandered it, what would that? It's like Christ here. He says, I, I give, but here, he says, I need a body. Because without a body, he would be violating his own promise. Another reason why I know God became man right here is because God is just. He's loving 
Deuteronomy 117, write this down. Judgment belongs to God. Remember that for those who are seeking justice. Judgment belongs to God. Psalms 37, 28, for the Lord loves justice. Psalms 9, 16, the Lord is known by the judgment he executes. Church, this is amazing. God who is holy. God who is holy. He, is, he doesn't have it. He is it. He is the stuff. God full of integrity. He cannot lie because he is holy. Whatever he says, he has to make sure it's done. God creates man, puts him in the garden, and God starts talking. And God says what? He says, I want you to work. I want you to cultivate. I want you to protect. I want you to subdue. Then God says, obey my command. Don't eat of this fruit. There it is right there. Why? Because if you do, you shall surely die. He said it right there. God said it. And you got to wonder too, if he said it, he's like, oh, what did I just say? Because God don't go back on his word. God's not a liar. God is full of truth. He says, if you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. God now is stuck with this promise. You ever say something to your kids and you're like, oh man, I can't go back on my word. Because if I go back on this one, they're going to take the whole mile next time. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh, God is like, oh, death all of a sudden now is a promise that he made. This is my word to you, he's saying. Wait, this is my word to myself. If you eat this, you will die. And what happens? Man and woman break the word. God still has to be holy. God still has to be righteous. Keep his word. There's a problem. There's a problem here, and I have to make sure man dies because if they don't die, then I'm a liar. And what does the word of God say? Let God be true and every man a liar. Because God must be faithful to himself. God is just. You see, judgment is the result or manifestation of God's holiness, good or bad. Whatever we sow, we reap, amen? It's not because God doesn't like us, it's because God is holy. If we sow evil, we will reap evil, unless he wants to reap it for us. You see, God placed death not the devil. The devil has nothing to do with death. The devil has nothing to do with this. God is the one who spoke and said, if you eat this, you shall surely die. The devil says, hey, keep me out of this one, guys. I'm dying too. I'm, I already got cast out. Everyone wants to blame the devil. God says, no, no, no. I, I spoke it. 
God promised himself we would die. Which means if he said we're going to die, but doesn't want us to die, that means somebody's got to die. And we can't, we can't go without death because God would be a liar. So he has to kill us or kill something else. I love Isaiah 53, 4 right here. Write this down, Isaiah 53, 4. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by who? God. Stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has laid on him well the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. God had to kill himself to make sure we don't get killed. That's why we better thank God for Christmas. When I think of this, I fall in love with God more and more and more, church, because I can't even understand If he did not become a man and die, we would be separated from him for eternity. I got to say, church, the most important event, in my opinion, in human history was not the resurrection of Jesus, but it's the virgin birth. That's why they attacked it so much. Do you remember when Jesus was born? Even before he was born, every thing that they went through. Satan did not want, the enemy did not want this. They attacked it. That's the most, why? Because if he became a human, if he had flesh, he could die. And if he could die, he could be resurrected. And if he could be resurrected, he could take us home with him. Church, as I close, there are two deaths. There's a spiritual death and a physical death. So for God's word to be faithful, he has to have both. He has to have a spiritual death and a physical death. And he says, I love my children, but I don't want them to die, even though I promise. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to die instead, and I'm going to die in their place. 
Merry Christmas. Isaiah said, the iniquities of us all, the billions and millions of people at that time and now, all the sins of the world was put on that precious little baby. Which, I was pointing to the manger scene, which is in the back right now. But can you imagine that? All the sins of the world was laid upon this baby. And when we're singing silent night, silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. I couldn't help but think it was that moment, this precious child being born. The father knowing you didn't just come to You came to save the world. The Bible says he was taking, he was taken among the living. It breaks my heart. Jesus' greatest cry. He could have cried about a lot of things, but his greatest cry was, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me. He said, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? You see, he was never apart from himself until that moment. I believe Jesus felt lonelier than we've ever felt in our entire life. He was apart from himself. When the Father forsook him. We think God loves us. We don't know how much he loves us. I was hoping to get one amen. We don't know how much God loves us. He felt lonely. I will never understand how he felt being apart from himself. But that was Genesis 3 taking place right there, the Godhead right there taking place all the way back to Genesis. As I close right here, John 1.14, he says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and I saw God. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And then we go three chapters later right here. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God wants to say to you this morning and this week, with all the problems that we have, with all the issues that we have, with all our concerns that we have as humans, 
He wants to say to you this morning and to your family members who should be here with you this morning, people that you're praying for, people that we're still believing God is going to save. He wants to say to you this morning, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Can you imagine Jesus in that moment knowing he will never be the same when he became a man? He would never be the same. I don't know about you, but I'm a creature of habit. I don't really like change. He changed himself for eternity. precious little baby for eternity he says I love you I'll do anything I can I say I can't I can't I, I had to, I had to come I had to get in a body and I I couldn't be from a man matter of fact I had to go into a virgin He did all that because he loves you. Amen. And he says, Merry Christmas. And he told the devil, he said, I'm going to give you to the count of ten <laughs> to get your nasty carcass out my door. Three, two, ten. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Amen. Church, I want to say Merry Christmas. I'm excited for uh, Christmas Eve. Come join us. It's going to be a, a, a very, it's not going to take your, your whole night. You're going to be blessed. My prayer is that your soul is refreshed. And, uh, but most importantly, that somebody who needs saving, God can speak to and change their life. Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. Amen. Silent night, holy night, all is called, all is bright, round young So tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. Silent night, silent night. Silent night, oh.
this morning and you're not right with God I want to encourage you to give your life to him right now ask him into your heart surrender your life to him say father forgive me of my sins I repent I turn I want to serve you he's not looking for perfection he's looking for a heart that wants to change and that's you this morning you give your life to Christ surrender your life to him and you will have the best Christmas you ever had in your life not because of all these crazy gifts that the world tries to give, but because the gift that he gave, and that was himself for you. He loves you. That you this morning, you pray, accept him this morning, amen. With all heads bowed, all eyes closed, if the Lord spoke to you this morning, if your spirit was refreshed, lift your hand and say, that's me, amen. God sees these hands, amen. Amen, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's keep our heads bowed. Brother Pastor Pepe, could you come down and say a blessing over us this morning? Dismiss us this morning. Isn't it good to have Nora and Pepe here with us again? Amen. It's so good to have our family back. Amen. Have a blessed Sunday. Be blessed this morning. Thank you. Heavenly Father, home church family, Merry Christmas. Jesus is born. God is with us. Always with us. Merry Christmas. Thanks, God. Amen. Amen. Amen.